0: A Justin Rose Parade at Torrey Pines. Let's check out the data that matters on this Data Monday and review all the cool stuff that happened at the Farmer's Insurance Open. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee. Your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast on this Data Monday. Really a cool weekend. I hope that everybody got to enjoy that. Um, really fun to watch Justin Rose and Adam Scott kind of go at it a little bit. It got tight there at the start with some bogeys out of Justin Rose and then he just uh, he called it a gut check on hole number seven and just trusted it and kind of went about doing some really amazing things. And Adam Scott finished with four straight birdies, and Justin Rose still just kind of made it look pedestrian, just kind of stayed with it. So really, really cool. It was his 10th victory, pushing him past Nick Faldo. I will not say Sir Nick Faldo. I am a Stewart. We do not recognize Windsor's In the crown. No, I I will not do it. So Nick Faldo now has been passed by Englishman Justin Rose as far as victories go. And only one other European is out ahead of him. He tied uh, Sergio Garcia as well. But um, you've got Rory McIlroy with 14 uh, victories from the European Tour, from a player from Europe on the PGA Tour. So it'll be interesting to see how Justin Rose goes. He's playing so well, you could see him maybe catching... Rory in the next year or two with with Rory's game in the state that it is now again Rory's an incredible talent he's going to win again obviously Uh, nobody when he gets dialed in he gets dialed in but there's something about Justin Rose and what his team is doing uh, with with the technology and the feedback that's making him very precise and very good I'll I'll also mention Bryson DeChambeau's victory over in Dubai a record-setting pace for him as well but uh, we talked about him in the last uh, podcast, so we won't do it this podcast, but maybe one in future days. His, his performance was amazing. He was um, super impressive out there and played some amazing golf. I guess we should probably discuss that Tiger Woods finished off pretty strong. And um, so going in to this season, Tiger Woods' first kind of performance in 2019 looked pretty good. It looked healthy and it looked like he had to knock some of the rust off and get going. So some initial thoughts on Justin Rose, it's been well documented that he made an equipment change and this was only his second tournament playing this, these new clubs. And that is one thing that used to be such a big problem for players is when they'd make an equipment change, they'd kind of disappear for a while. And I guess the, the, the most noticeable has been Rory McIlroy. When he made that change to the nightclubs, he was not the same player for quite some time. We've now seen some other players make these adjustments, but now we're in the era of, of having technology to really kind of dial in using TrackMan the right numbers. So Justin Rose and any of these top tour players that understand their numbers can jump from club to club and and get it dialed in. And that's all that's happened here. Justin Rose's swing is so precise. And if you watch it, He really checks off a lot of the boxes that we talk about here at Data Access Golf. He is very precise. He obviously knows his golf swing. Some really interesting comments over the weekend about how he makes changes to his golf swing. His coach, Sean Foley, will come and say, look, I've been looking at things. This is where I think that we need to go. And then it kind of, Justin will either agree or disagree or they'll talk about it. And then it goes to like his fitness coaches. And they'll be like, yeah, we don't really, Justin doesn't have the ability to kind of make that move yet. And yes, we can do it or no, we can't. I guess he's got some hip issues that I'd never heard about. And so there has to be some compensation for Justin to make some of these adjustments that maybe coach Foley wants him to do. I thought that that was a really fascinating and responsible way to look at changing your golf swing. And so for all of us, that's kind of the first point that comes out of all of this. And and what really stuck out for me is, we need to make sure that when we go in to work on our golf swings, we've got this technology that's going to tell us pretty clearly, hey, this is what you should be doing with your golf swing. But there's definitely going to be some moves that are not going to be very comfortable to us. And we have to listen to our bodies and make sure that we don't put ourselves into a place where we could possibly get injured. So do that. I was, I was so interested to hear that Justin Rose knows that he's got some of these, this, these, hips issue, these hip issues, And again, I I hope uh, Nick Falda didn't violate any HIPAA laws by sharing that with us on television. But that's the first I'd ever heard of it. But it it brought out that we just need to make sure that we take care of our bodies. And one of the coolest ways to do that is to figure out how we naturally move. And this goes back to Extraordinary Golf and Fred Shoemaker and his brilliance. Is that he has this club throwing exercise where you go out and you throw clubs, old beat-up nasty clubs at a target 10 to 20 to 30 feet down the range from you and kind of get a feel for what that is literally taking the club back and swinging it as you would a golf club but letting it go through the release and and sending it down the the range or the fairway wherever you're practicing and seeing what that feels like your body knows how to move right it knows how to make these natural motions which is where we kind of run into we watch Bryson DeChambeau's swing, and we think to ourselves, well, that's a little robotic. That doesn't look very natural. And and that's absolutely correct. So I hope that when Bryson gets all these changes uh, put into his swing, that he goes and practices naturally kind of understanding how his body works. He's all about the numbers right now, and he's young enough, I think, that he can get away with it. But if we keep doing things that are hard on our body, no matter even if the technology's telling us we have to do it one way and we're not careful and don't make sure that our bodies can do it that way, then we, can, we risk injuring ourselves. So really fascinated with that as far as Justin Rose goes, that he, is, that he and his team is that dialed in, that before they make any sort of changes based on anything that Coach Foley's seen, they want to make sure that he can physically make that change. So really brilliant and really a good reminder for us as well. So I kind of wanted to go through some of these numbers then that we look at every single week. And I've started doing a graphic and making that as sort of the, the graphic for this podcast where it has some of these um, statistics listed. But so let's jump into those and we'll just kind of compare what Justin has done year to date and we'll compare what he did in the tournament. And, and we're finding some interesting trends here I know that we've talked about. So the first one that jumped out, let's just go right down through them. Um, the consistency number, right? Well, let, let's jump back a bit. By by winning the Farmers Insurance Open, Justin Rose jumped from 40th, 40th spot in the FedEx rankings all the way up to 6th. So up in the top 10 for the FedEx, you would expect that once you win a, a, a tournament on the PGA Tour, you do tend to jump up into the top 10, at least early in the season for sure. Uh, events played we're going to look at his consistency numbers which is really uh, amazing so we know that we at Data Access Golf look at a consistency number being the number of cuts made divided by the number of tournaments played and so Justin Rose has played in 326 events and he has made 264 cuts for a percentage of 81 percent so four out of five times when Justin Rose enters the tournament he's going to make the cut Again, Tiger Woods leads that stat, leads everybody in that stat with ninety-one, nine out of 10 for Tiger Woods. Um, Average year-to-date driving uh, yardage for Justin Rose, year-to-date 308 yards, and that puts him at 17th in the rankings on the PGA Tour this year. For this tournament, he averaged 310 yards, so two yards higher, um, right within the margin of error there for sure. His driving accuracy for the year is 61%. And that is 125th on tour. So not not strong there as far as his accuracy for this week was 63%. Um, so I was surprised by that because Justin came out and talked about how um, well he thought he drove the ball. And statistically, he didn't really drive it that much better than, than he normally does. But it was a little bit better. Justin Rose was just a, you know two percentage points higher and he felt like he drove it really well. So, greens and regulation. Typically, he's seventy-eight. I mean, excuse me, he's sixty-eight percent, which puts him at one hundred and seventy-fourth on tour. So, not very strong year to date. But this tournament, he was at seventy-eight percent, and you would expect to see that, right? He hit ten percent higher greens and regulation than he normally does. Good scrambling, seventy-one percent for him year to date, and that ranks him fifth. So, Justin Rose knows how to work it up around the green. If he gets it up and close. Seven out of 10 times, he's going to get up and down for par. Very strong numbers there. Sand save, 68% was his average. Which puts him 14th on tour for sand save percentage. Uh, over the course of this tournament, 50%. One out of two. So actually a little bit lower in sand saves, but it just means that he wasn't in the sand very much because his green and regulations were higher, right? So fewer opportunities to get up and down from the sand. Um, strokes gained putting. He's 087 for the year, but he was only six point. He was only 0. 0.646 for the tournament. So picking up, you know, just over half a stroke on the field per round. Putting from five feet, his uh, rank for the year year to date, eighty six percent. Putting from 15, 10 to fifteen feet, fifty five percent of them, and then putting from twenty to twenty five feet, he makes thirty three percent of those, which is super high, as we'll see when we compare to our benchmarks here in a minute. And then his putting average, I I decided to throw this up there. So his putting average for the year, when he hits a green, when he's on the green, he will get up and down in 1.6 strokes is his average. So less than two strokes a green, which makes him first on the PGA Tour. So again, his putting has been very, very strong. He uses the claw grip. Putts obviously very well with it. He's leading the tour as far as putts per green. So... Excellent stats there. Really, really cool. So let's bring up our benchmarks and see how we performed according to our benchmarks, our performance benchmarks. Okay, so again, these are benchmarks that we have set up for ourselves as amateur golfers to help us analyze our own games. And so when we go into spring, we are going to go out and play. We're going to keep track of how we're playing And that's going to be, hopefully, if you want to, you can use the little app we're creating right now to do that. This is going to give us really accurate benchmarks so we don't work on the parts of our games that don't need to be worked on. There's so many of us that probably go out and beat, you know, hit 100 drivers when we really don't need to be hitting drivers. We should probably be in the sand or around the green or putting or whatever it is. But by using these benchmarks and measuring our game against these benchmarks, we'll be able to work on the part of our game that is weakest and is not tour quality. Okay. So our benchmarks then, we're going to compare Justin Rose's performance to these benchmarks and see how they settle out. So we saw that he he, uh, drives the ball 63% of the time in the fairway. And we're saying our benchmarks are 50 to 60%. So he's right above our benchmarks there. He would not need to work on his driver as far as we're concerned. And he was happy with his driving uh, for this tournament. So Nothing to work on there if you're Justin Rose. He's happy with it. And, and if we hit 63% of our fairways, we would be happy with it too. And we would know that there's probably someplace else we need to be working on. Greens and regulation. He typically hits 68%. He hits 78% for this tournament, so much higher. And we're saying our greens and regulation really need to be between, between 55 and 65%. That's the sweet spot for us. So again, Justin Rose performed above... Those benchmarks, as a tour pro of his quality, we would expect him to. Scrambling, we would expect, in, in, in our amateur game, we would expect to get up and down 45 to 55% of the time. And again, these are tour quality stats, but it's the lower half of the tour. And, but we're amateurs, right? So we're trying to keep it realistic. Justin Rose gets up and down from the sand, for I mean, scrambling 71% of the time. So scrambling's not his issue at all. So Sans says, so we're saying 30 to 50% of the time, we need to be somewhere up and down 30 to 50% of the time. If it's in that spot, we'll be okay with it. We'll be happy with it. We won't beat ourselves up over it. Justin Rose gets up and down 68% of the time, but in this particular tournament only 50% of the time. Putting from 20 to 25 feet. We're saying we need to get up and down, make those putts three to seven percent of the time. Justin Rose does it 14% of the time. So practicing from 20 to 25 feet, not a problem for Justin Rose. From 10 to 20 feet, we're saying we need to make 20 to 40% of those. Okay, two to four out of 10. Justin Rose makes 55% of them. So again, very, very strong putter. And we know that he leads the PGA Tour in putts per green. And putting from five feet, he makes 85%. We say our benchmarks need to be between 65 and 80% before we start working on them. If it has to be lower than that, 65% in order for us to get really worried. And again, he's right there in that sweet spot. We expect something similar out of ourselves. The top part of our benchmark is at 80%. So again, these benchmarks look really, really good for tracking our game and making sure that we are putting our focus on the aspect of our game that is weakest. And we'll know that, we'll know that as we compare our numbers to what these benchmarks are. As always, I'll take these benchmarks and post them down in this podcast so we can have a look at them. And uh, we are making progress on the app. So hopefully we'll have that ready to go by March 1st. And it'll be a free app where you can kind of keep track of these stats based on these benchmarks and hopefully have a really good 2019 season working on that part of your game that needs to be worked on. Anyway, so that's it for A Data Monday. Congratulations to Justin Rose. And really brilliant. He said it himself in the interview that That when he had those three bogeys early on in the round, that mentally he said in the past, maybe that would have rattled him a little bit. But he just kind of had a gut check, gathered himself. There's something about knowing your golf swing and knowing that you're doing everything right that gives you the confidence to kind of like, look, I had a few bad holes, but I know that I'm solid. I know that my golf game's in a good place and I'm fine. And then so from hole seven on, I think that that's just kind of what he said mentally. He's like, look, I've I've got nothing to worry about. I've seen the numbers. I know my golf swing's in a good place where if we don't use technology or have feedback, there's no way to get to that point where we can be comfortable in a golf, in our golf swing. And we've all experienced that where we kind of got to the point where it's like, I have no idea what's going on. And then our heads spin out of control and a golf game goes down the crapper in a big hurry. And uh, it's, that can be very frustrating. So really cool to see Justin Rose kind of gut it out and go back to what he knew. And that was that he had a solid golf swing and he could trust it. And he did. And he played beautifully from that point forward. So anyway, great tournament. Super fun to watch. Hopefully that was helpful to you. Always love these Data Mondays and going through these numbers. Justin Rose will be around for a very long time to come. And because he loves data and uses data in his practice. So thanks for listening in. Remember, better data always means better golf. Till next time. Thanks.